Lions fans hating on Matthew Stafford. And who has the quarterback advantage? The Lions with Goff or the Rams with Stafford? And the biggest X factor heading into Sunday's super wildcard matchup with Detroit. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor, join the party. We just hit 11,000 subscribers. Let's get to 12,000 before the Super Bowl, so be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and also we read all your comments down below, so give us your comments. Who has the biggest advantage in this match between the Lions and the Rams. Is it Matthew Stafford or is it Jared Goff? My name is Doug McCain. Friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports, SI, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. And on today's episode, who has the matchup advantage, the quarterback advantage between Matt Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. We have a big X factor that could ultimately decide who wins the game. And we got Lions fans hating on Matthew Stafford. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Now, Travis, we're going to dive right into this one. We're going to start with Matthew Stafford. But before we get into the matchup, we've got some Lions fans hating on Stafford. There's a Lions fan group. They have almost 30,000 followers. I mean, it's a pretty big fan group. They're called the Detroit Lion, and they shared an Instagram post where they're imposing a Matthew Stafford jersey ban for Sunday's game. It says, we are calling for a Lion Stafford jersey ban on Sunday. Detroit will not and should not be celebrating him this week. He is now our enemy in a sporting sense. I'm not even going to read the rest of this because it's so <laughs> lame, but Kelly Stafford actually responded to the post, Travis, and said, well, this is sad because it's the completely opposite of how we feel about this city. But Matthew has always been the bigger person and will continue to be that praying for an incredible game with zero injuries. I think this is incredibly lame. My question is, if I'm a Rams fan, I'm at that game, I'm wearing my number nine Matthew Stafford jersey with that Super Bowl 56 patch. <laughs> All right. There's a lot. There's a lot here. Okay. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just start with that. Number one, I'm not going to say anything about Kelly Stafford other than I'm not surprised that she responded. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, this is great news. This is great news. They're already worried about this nonsense. They're already worried that Jared Goff is going to do the thing that we all saw Jared Goff do for a long time. If you thought you had a guy, if you thought that your team was the team that was going to go in there and win, if you thought that this that, that your guys were on the right side of this, 
What's wrong with having an old friend come back through and saying, hey, look, man, cool. Good to see you. Remember I had this jersey? That's fine. But the, oh, don't bring the jersey. Oh. That fear is not uh, your friend, right? This is something that is telling me that Lions fans feel a certain way about this game, that they don't want any sort of Matthew Stafford positive mojo inside of Ford Field. I think this is great news. I mean, Stafford's got to play well. We're going to go through all the players that need to do it. But this is exactly what I was hoping to hear from Detroit. This is exactly this. They're so preoccupied about what it was as opposed to what it is. And what it is is a guy that has been really good, won a Super Bowl since he left, and he's coming back to town for the first time. What it is is you're still not entirely sold on your guy. I think this is great news for the Rams. And let's be honest here. This is not all Lions fans. This is just a faction of Lions fans. And just when I thought there couldn't be anything more lame than burning players' jerseys when they switch teams, <laughs> we've get the we've got the jersey bet. How about this, Travis? Jerseys are expensive. They're two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. Sometimes you just gotta rock what you've got. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not hating on these people that want to show up in a Matthew Stafford jersey. Look, yeah, you'd want to show up in a golf jersey, and it is a little weird. There's no doubt about that. But I just think that you're right. This is inferiority complex. This is a franchise that has not had a lot of success. Like I said, early in the year, JFK only has missed one Lions playoff win, right? So they have not had, I'm oh, sorry about that one. Okay. They have not had a lot of success. And this just kind of speaks to that and just kind of where this franchise is. Now, as far as who has the advantage here, what are you going to say, Travis? No, I, I just like nobody. This this reminds me so much of like when the Dodgers go to San Francisco or the Lakers go to play somewhere else. It's like BLA. They're so worried about what the other person is doing as opposed to what they're doing. You know who doesn't do that? The big brother. You know who doesn't do that? The more successful brother. You know who doesn't do that? The bigger, more comfortable, more confident place. That nobody chants beat Detroit. Nobody says you can't bring in your, you know, Bobby Lane jerseys when they when they come. It's just it's ridiculous. And I love it. I love everything about it. It's a classic non-traversy, right? This is right. so silly. We shouldn't be talking about it, but we kind of have to getting into this one. It does show, though, that they are feeling some type of way heading into this yeah. matchup. And as far as who does have the matchup advantage between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, give me the guy that's on a four-game playoff winning streak. Give me the Super Bowl yeah. winning quarterback, but also looking deeper into it, you just look at this Lions secondary. They just got torched by the Vikings twice. Nick Mullins, Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins, yes, right. you have Justin Jefferson, but he threw for 411 yards yards on Christmas Eve, then 396 yards in their season finale. The Lions' pass defense has allowed a 92.5 quarterback rating. That's 21st, 7.8 yards per attempt. That's 31st in the league. Wide receivers, they're allowing 96.4 QB rating. That's 24th. Cameron Sun, Jerry Jacobs, they've gotten burnt on numerous occasions. I don't know if you saw, of course, the Cowboys when Lamb broke free for a big touchdown. And you got Puka Nakua, a rookie that set records, Cooper Cup, who is rested, has playoff experience, and a Demarcus Robinson, who he's kind of our version of Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns, right? I like Matthew Stafford going up against this secondary with the weapons he has and his experience. I, they're, they're really the, the knock against Stafford is that maybe sometimes he tries to do a little too much, right? That he tries to make the play that 
maybe no one can make. That's a pretty good, you know, rap. That if that's the criticism is, you know what? Sometimes he just trusts his arm too much. Sometimes he's doing some things that maybe he shouldn't because he thinks he can throw it through the si- a hole the size of a football between two defenders. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll play with that guy all day long. Like you just said, that the last time we saw Matthew Stafford, he was throwing no-look passes in the Super Bowl and leading a game-winning drive to bring the Rams a championship. I like that guy. I like that guy when he's hot, and he is. I like that guy when he's healthy, and I think that he's about as healthy as you could hope for at this point in his career. I like that guy when he's got weapons. You just mentioned the three wide receivers he has. He also has a running game for the first time in forever, right? There's somebody that you can turn around and give it to and give you know br- bring the whole play-action uh, element to your offense that they really have not had until Kyron Williams got going. So I, I, when, when it comes to the quarterbacks, you're talking, like you said, D-Mac, experience, weapons, scheme, confidence. I think that all of those things point towards Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. And also you bring it up right there, the running game. That's going to be key. We're going to get into that in our third segment today, how crucial that is for this Rams success, but yeah. also just keeping him upright. I think that to me is the biggest factor as far as can he get going? Can he throw for 300 yards is can you protect him? Because the Rams offensive line, they haven't been fantastic, but still they gave up 34 sacks this year. That was the sixth lowest in all of the NFL coming off what we saw in 2022. That was really a big leap for them. Alaric Jackson need to have him a big game. I'm looking at Aiden Hutchinson. He finished the season at two sacks had five sacks his last two games, 11 half on the year. So I definitely need to contain him as much as possible. You keep him upright. You give him a solid running game. And I love Matthew Stafford going up against this Detroit team in a dome in Ford field where he's very familiar. And look, I want to call our friends over at game time and get a ticket to this game. I don't want to go in there wearing a Matthew Stafford Detroit Lions jersey. That's my dream at this point. I want to travel. We should both rock that. I, I, look, I g- knock yourself out. I, I, I fully support you for sure on that. I like what you said about Hutchinson. I think this is going to be uh, a similar situation to what teams have to do when they play the Rams. Where's 99? Where's Aaron Donald? Okay, what are we going to do with him? Who's got him? Do we have the back on the right side? Do we have help? Do we have the double team set up the way? Are our protections set up to deal with number 99? That's what the Rams are going to have to do with Hutchinson. He's a really good player. He can create a whole lot of problems. The last thing you want is him harassing Matthew Stafford all afternoon long or all night long. Now, he's going to get his, right? He's a great player. Great players are going to make plays occasionally, but you got to make sure that you limit the damage when it comes to him. Um, Look. If the Rams play clean, if they don't throw interceptions, if they don't fumble, if they don't give up a ton of big plays, you can give up a, a you know one or two here or there. It's the NFL. It's going to happen. It's not that big of a deal. But if you can make them work for it, if you can make Jared Goff have to make snap it again, snap it again, make him make a lot of plays, make him make a lot of decisions, give him a lot of opportunities to Jared Goff it up, and then I think you're in a pretty good spot. And I think that the same is true for the the Rams. If the Rams have long sustained drives, I like it. That means there's a lot of Kyron Williams. That means there's a lot of Matthew Stafford, you know, in controlled passing game. And if they can pop a big player too, I think that, that a lot of this stuff points towards the Rams. No doubt about it, Travis. And long sustained drives, those keep fans out of games, right? And I think yeah. that's definitely a great strategy. But we're going to talk about Jared Goff and what Rams can expect from the former Rams quarterback. Can he have that revenge game performance? Does he have an advantage? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. 
All right. I know we come to, you know, listen to podcasts, to sports, to kind of escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But let's just talk for a second about preparing for real life that we all have to deal with just about every single day, right? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And of course, that is incredibly scary. So, you know, you don't want to have that feeling of not having, you know, whether it's your wife, yourself, one of your kids, your mom, your dad, your grandma, a supply chain issue keeps you from the medication that you need, that they need. And thankfully, we'll be all right because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infection, sinusitis, skin infections, and among a whole bunch of other things as well. The stuff that can happen to you, to me, to just about any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. And then after you do that, take out your phone and go to Price Picks, right? <laughs> go to Price Picks and get going on the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of Northern. You can't turn around and not see and hear about Price Picks right now because everybody's playing and everybody's having a good time because it's easy and it's fun at Prize Picks. You pick between two and six players and you can win up to 25 times your money, right? It's more or less. Look at LeBron, for instance. You think LeBron is going to have more or less points than his statistical projections? Giannis, more or less points than his statistical projections? Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, more or less. That's it, right? And Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured, right? So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL right now and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Let me give it to you again prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N N F L, and get $100 on your first deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On has launched their first ever national sports 24-7 channel on YouTube. Just want to give you a reminder about this. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering your top sports stories in Los Angeles with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can check out Locked On Lakers, Locked On Dodgers, lots of great stuff over there. And also a special shout out to our everyday listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode, and you can be that every listener too, and you won't have to miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Membership is 100% free. Now, Travis, diving into our second segment here, we're going to continue with this Stafford versus Goff. Who has has the matchup advantage. Now, who is a better quarterback this season? Stafford, 24 touchdowns, 11 picks, had a 63.7 QBR. That was sixth in the NFL. If you look at Goff, a 92.5 QB rating, he had a 
a QBR that was 14th in the league, not as good as Stafford. But I think when you look at the matchup, the thing that stands out is the storyline. Let's not forget this. This team in the Rams, in Sean McVay, said, you weren't good enough for us. We didn't think you were good enough for us to get over the hump. This is the biggest opportunity in recent memory that an NFL player has had to basically stick a big middle finger to his former team and say, you know what? You passed on me. Yes, this is a different team, but still, this is a big opportunity for Jared Goff, and I'm very interested to see how he's going to handle all this. You're spot on. Here's the thing. This isn't about this guy threw this many touchdowns or this guy threw this many interceptions and this rating or that rating. I mean, that's that's something, but this is about between the ears. This is about feelings. This is about narrative. This is about whether or not you can tell the other guy that you were wrong. Or, or I'm okay, too, because like you said, D-Mac, players move, right? Very few players spend one their entire career in one place. This happens all the time. But what doesn't happen all the time is a team saying, you, you are not good enough for us, that you are the reason we can't go where we need to go. And that's what they did to Jared Goff. And here's the thing that makes it even more fascinating. They were right. They they yeah. went and won the Super Bowl immediately after doing it. Had the Rams not made the playoffs or gone to the, the, the playoffs and got knocked out or even gotten close and just come up a little bit short, it's one of those, well, Jared Goff got you to the Super Bowl too, and you didn't win it with Matthew Stafford either. And there would be that conversation. The Rams were right. So what whatever happens to the Rams in Detroit on Sunday, the Rams will either be more right or they're fine, and they just lost a game, right? And that you go in there and you got beat by a team that won its division, that maybe had a better season than you did. But if the Rams go in there and win, now Jared Goff is wrong again. He wasn't good enough again. That Sean McVay was right again. That you couldn't get it done against that team again. That's just going to eat you up between the ears until it's not true anymore. And he has an opportunity to make it true on Sunday to say, you know what? I'm all right, too. I went to the playoffs. We won the division. We have a home. All of these things he can say, kind of put his shoulders back a little bit and feel good about what he's done. But if the opposite happens, if the Rams win and if he plays badly and if they lose because of Jared Goff, look out. You know what what happens after that? I don't know, but I know that that would just tear me up inside, and that's what this game is. It's not matchup. It's not this guy. The Rams are done. They're good. They won the Super Bowl. They were right about making that move. Jared Goff is the one that still has stuff to prove, and he can prove it on Sunday, or he can make it worse, and he knows that. And just look what you laid out right there. Look what's at stake for Jared Goff and this Lions franchise moving forward. We are going to see how much he's improved his mental toughness. We're going to see, does he truly have that dog in him where he can handle this? Just look at what's on the line. The first playoff home game for the Rams, I mean, for the Lions in 30 years, going up against your former team and going up against the player that you were traded for. I mean, there's just (laughs) so much at stake for Jared Goff. And look, when we've seen Jared Goff in the past, there's no doubt about it. He can make all the throws. He can make the big plays, but also it's the inconsistencies. It's missing opportunities, missing the throws in those moments that really hurt your team. Is he going to be able to handle that, especially if this Rams team with Kobe Turner and Aaron Donald 
and them scheming against him, trying to get pressure up the middle against him. That, to me, is going to be a big factor. And I just don't think that Jared Goff has it in him to outperform Matthew Stafford in this game and beat this Rams team. And look, this this is not a Rams team that was projected to win the Super Bowl, right? They're like a plus 5,000 right now to win the right. Super Bowl. It's not like they're the 2021 Rams or anything like that. But let's see if you got it because, I mean, that's just a lot. I mean, is he going to get that revenge bod, right? When you break up with your ex and you go to the gym, you get the six-packs, you get the V or whatever. Is he going to be right. revenge bod Goff or is it just going to be the same Goff where you just kind of wait for the other shoe to drop and we see it in the playoffs? Well, that, that's it, right? And, and look, here, here's what I know for sure about Jared Goff. He's really tough. Like, he's a physically tough guy. And the, all the time he spent in L.A. playing for the Rams, there was never a once of a, dude, you got to stand in there and make that throw. You can't bail out like that. Like, Jared Goff is a physically tough guy, and I admire him for that. He, he, he competed at a very high level for the Rams, and, and, and I thought he did a really good job. But what we don't know, one of, one of the things that we hear over and over again with McVay and with Matthew Stafford is, is that they see football the same way, right? That they look at it the same way, that they can talk about it at a very elevated level and have very spirited conversations about what will and what won't work. And they understand and appreciate and respect each other's football acumen to understand how to attack a defense, why an offense does the things that they do. I don't know if that's true about Jared Goff. I don't know. I know that Sean McVay probably feels that it wasn't. I think that's why they made the move, that I can only do so much, and I think that's what the Rams are going to try to do to Jared Goff, to put him in those things that maybe he doesn't quite see the same way or the way that it is to beat those sort of things. That's the question to me. Does he get football the way you need to to be a Super Bowl champion? Does he understand how to do the very little things that come along with this? Sean McVay and the Rams clearly thought that he would not, that he couldn't get to that spot. He's got a chance to uh, to prove him wrong or to prove him right. And we're going to find out, and I can't wait. Yeah, and as far as the Rams getting pressure, that's going to be big, and they haven't allowed a lot of sacks themselves, so that's definitely going to work to their favor. You have a dynamic weapon in Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best wide receivers in the league, but you're also probably not going to have Laporta, which is going to be huge for them and as even well. If you but do, yeah, I just look at it this way. Right, yeah, exactly. Even if he plays, he's not going to be at 100%. I mean, right. you look at two. Look, I mean, the reality is 2020, he led the NFL with the highest total of bad throws, right? It's the inconsistency on every single down where Goff hurts you. So he'll make the wild throws occasionally, play within the system. But yeah, look, at some point, the Rams, they made the right move and it was getting Matthew Stafford. And this is the biggest opportunity for Jared Goff. We'll see if he can capitalize. But I like my chances with this Rams team going up against the Lions. But coming up, in our next segment should the pressure be on the rams to win this game and also the biggest x factor in winning this game that's coming up next here on locked on rams locked on rams is sponsored by better help so we talk about it's the new year right where it's january it's the first couple of weeks of january and you're always saying what can i do better what can i do better what can i change about myself going into the new year how about focusing on what you're doing right? How about focusing on the things that you are killing right now, right? This is where therapy can come in. This is where giving yourself an opportunity to focus on the things that you've done really well on, the things that you continue to do well on, can make you feel better. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, right? You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't click, if you're not quite on that same page, you can change for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today, and you can get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever gear podcast, Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now here, Travis, in our third segment, we're going to start off with, to me, what I think is the biggest X factor for the Rams heading into this one. By the way, we have to wait so long. The last game, I mean, we got the Monday game, but Sunday right. night, it feels like forever from now. <laughs> Cannot wait for this game to begin. But to me, Talked about Stafford. One of the things that's helped the Rams win seven of eight is Kyron Williams establishing himself as one of the best running backs in the sport. He opened up the play action, intermediate routes, and the Rams are seven and one when he rushes for 80 plus yards. The Lions run defense. They've been elite this season, holding running backs to 3.5 yards per carry. You got Jab Campbell. You got Alex Anzalone. You got a lot of weapons over there stuffing the run. So that to me is going to be where this game's going to come down to. If you can get consistent yardage on the ground, this offense is going to put a point. So I'm looking at Kyron Williams, 95.3 yards per game. Not even asking for that. I'm asking for 80 plus, and I'll feel really good about a Rams dub. I'll go in a, a slightly different direction. I agree with what you're saying, Doug. I don't think it's so much about how many yards he gains. I think it's about how many attempts he has. I yeah. I, I, I think this is the, if there's a criticism of Sean McVay, there, there's probably two that I think are relatively fair. That is the timeout management, which always seems to be a little wacky. And the other thing is, is when the running game isn't productive, he quickly goes to the passing game. That the passing game, like we're going to chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. We've talked about that decision inside the red zone, in particular inside the 10 yard line. That if you don't go in right away, okay, we're going to throw it, we're going to throw it, we're going to throw it. And obviously, it's very hard to throw it in that section of the field. There's just not a lot of space. Everybody understands that. But do you continue to give it to Kyron Williams, even if that Detroit defense, like you mentioned, which is very good against the run, isn't giving up? He's not getting his 95 yards a game or even his 80 yards a game. But do you make them? commit to stopping the run on every play? Do you continue to give him the ball, even if, you know, at, at halftime, he's had 15 carries and he's only got 40 yards? I think you have to commit to these sorts of things long-term. I think he will. I think it's the secret sauce of what they do. I know everybody's obsessed and rightfully so with the numbers that Puka has put up, that Matthew Stafford has polished his Hall of Fame credentials. Cooper Cup is is, is a brand name inside the NFL. I get all of this. But Kyron Williams is the reason that this team has been absolutely cooking in the second half of the season. They need to continue to give him the ball, even if he's not racking up huge yardage. I could not agree with you more. It's just about committing to the run. If you're not seeing the results, you're not seeing him go out there and break off these 10, 12 runs, getting first downs. You still have to go out there and be consistent because we saw early in the season, anytime you saw those empty back sets yep. with Matthew Stafford, sometimes you get into trouble, see some interceptions. By the way, Matthew Stafford has not fumbled once 
this season. You want to knock on every piece of wood you can find here, but still, I mean, <laughs> I think win the turnover margin, I think a lot of that has to do with Kyron Williams on the ground, having that balance in. Look, if they're having success against the run, that's when you make some adjustments. You'll see some screens in there, some intermediate routes, and that's where Sean McVay earns the big bucks, right? Going up against this Lions defense, but it's absolutely critical. I mean, Kyron Williams has been the difference this season. Now, that's the million-dollar question, though. Does Sean McVay trust him enough, or if he's not having success early on, to continue to go back to it? I personally believe with Michael LaFleur in his ear, with the success they've had this season, they will continue to pound it on the ground in certain spots to open up the pass. I think Sean McVay is stubborn, but I don't think he's stupid. Right? <laughs> I, 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 th I think he wants to play the way that he wants to play. He likes to pass the ball. He likes to be, you know, the, the incredibly creative offensive player. He likes to get a lot of things going. He trusts his quarterback a great deal. Like we just talked about that. They, they kind of see football similarly, that they want to attack things similarly, but he also understands that Kyron Williams is kind of the, the, the key that unlocks everything else that if Williams is going, they got a really good chance. And to kind of put, if, if you give him the ball a decent amount of time, if you don't turn it over and you can make your kicks, I think the Rams have a really good chance. Even if Kyron Williams at the end of the day, they cut, he, he carried it 22 times, but he only had 62 yards. I'm okay with that. You know, I, I, I think that will allow Matthew Stafford to do the things that he needs to do. Now, if he carries it 22 times for 60 some yards and you throw an interception, you miss a couple of field goals, then I, I, I don't know what it is, but if you commit to using him and the rest of your team does what they're supposed to do, play cleanly, don't turn it over, make the kicks that you're supposed to kick, maybe take it away once on defense, don't give up a ton of big plays, that's going to be good enough. Playoff games are, you know, you don't see a ton of playoff games that are 45 to 42. That's not typically how they're played. I guess if there could be one, it might be one like this, right? Because inside and everything else, but it's going to come down to a turnover. It's going to come down to a kick. It's going to come down to timeout management, all of these things. And I think when it comes to the mechanics of the game, I think the Rams have an advantage other than the kicking game. Yeah, that definitely terrifies me in a short in a close game. We'll talk about that at some point, probably on Friday's show. But yeah, to your point about Sean McVay, he wants to win, right? The only thing he loves more than passing is winning, and we've right. seen this season. When you get into the red zone, that's when you pound the rock with Kyron Williams. He's not like someone like Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl who's trying to throw the ball to Russell Wilson and Malcolm <laughs> Butler gets the interception because he wants him to win Super Bowl MVP. That's right. not what Sean McVay does. By the way, how is Cancun treating you Seahawks, by the way. I'm just wondering. But uh, I love how the, the fans in the comments always call them the Sea Chickens. But yeah, the reality is, Sean McVay, this Rams team, they're going to have a game plan together, and Kyron Williams is going to be a big factor in And I look for him to have a big game, and we're going to continue to break down this game all week long. We just can't get to this game soon enough. Sunday, please. Yeah. Be tomorrow, somehow, some way. <laughs> By the way, get those number nine Detroit Lions jerseys and let's, let's wreck our, our, our staff for number nines. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams house.